Paranorm podcast contains content that might not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. This is Paranorm Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Paranorm, the podcast where we chat all things true crime and paranormal. I'm Emily. I'm Sierra. And this week, we are taking a dive down the paranormal route. Um, But before we do, we did it, y'all. We reached 1,000 freaking downloads. (laughs) Yay. Um, But other than that, how are we doing today, Sierra? How are we doing this week? I'm fine. That's so, like, so (laughs) in-depth. Fucking love it. Such a great dive into Sierra's. I was worried it was going to be too many details, but now I realize that it was just enough. God, this is why I answer for Sierra. (laughs) I ask her the question, and then I answer for her, because I'm fine. (laughs) I don't know. Nothing. I don't don't feel like anything very interesting happened to me this week. You saw a car crash. That was pretty interesting. Well, I saw the car already crashed. It wasn't and possibly like, a dead person. It was the person was not dead. I'm going with it's dead. Well, she's like he can't be dead. He's sitting up, but people can be dead sitting up. <laughs> not in that short of time. <laughs> what? People can die instantly. No, but I mean, like he was like his head was up. Like his head was not like. Fl- I was flopping around <laughs> or anything. like. <laughs> I feel like you have, like, a very picturesque idea of dead people. <laughs> like, that they can sit, like, up. Like, they don't, like, slouch down, like, in the movies. Like, they, they can sit up, like, normal. But, like, it's, but the muscles are not working, like, to hold his head up. So how would his head st- stand up? Like, he's in a car, though, presumably wearing a seatbelt. So, like, Still. there's a lot of, I don't know. It was a, what, dump truck versus um, convertible? Yeah. Convertible never wins. <laughs> <laughs> Ever. Um, this week has been good. I've spent most of it with Maggie, so that was pretty great. Um, she is here now, um, dead asleep and on my foot, which is, pro- which is probably going to be asleep. Um, I moved her before we started recording. But guess what? She moved herself back, so <laughs> yay. But I feel like that's all I, we have. Like, I feel like there's always more that I want to say at the beginning, and then I forget it, and then at the end, I'm like, oh, by the way, also by the way. So if you guys just skip through the end, you're missing out. <laughs> but I feel like that's everything uh, for know. the moment. Like I said, I'm going to, like, go on a 10-hour rant at the end. <laughs> But, all right, anyway, you want to get into the case? Okay, sure. Okay, so this week we are talking about the Flatwoods Monster, also known as the Braxton County Monster or the Phantom of Flatwoods in West Virginia. So, did we go to West Virginia? Did we did we cross that state line? I don't think so. Okay, all right, so I haven't been there. Um, but West Virginia. On September 12th, 1952, at about 7.15 p.m., so, like, a very precise time. Okay. Yes. Well, at the quarter hour, I guess. So Sure. 
Um, <laughs> two brothers, Edward and Fred May, and their friend Tommy Heyer said that they saw a bright object across the sky and on like the property slash land of a local farmer, farmer uh, G. Bailey Fisher, which sounds like a fake name. Does it not? G. Bailey Fisher sounds made up. <laughs> like, it sounds like, okay, you know those, like, little toys that little children get and they're, like, dolls, but they're abnormally large so they don't put them in their mouth and, like, swallow them? Like, it sounds like it would be one of those dolls. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Okay, I'm going to show you a picture because I need you to understand what I'm talking about. Like, little little town or, like, my little town or... I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a picture on the fucking blog. Watch me do it. Just so people know what I'm talking about. Fisher Price little t- little people community <laughs> is what it's called. I feel like they need a new name for that. Yeah. I'm trying to find a picture of the one that I'm thinking of, and Fisher Price little people is literally... <laughs> <laughs> like these. Like these little people. All right. Have you never seen those before? No, I've never seen those before. Literally every child I have ever nannied for has had those, and I had those when I was little. I don't know children. Um, Grayson and I would chuck them at each other, so. Not surprised. Honestly, no, on brand. Anyway, so they look like, it just doesn't sound like a real name, okay? Okay. It just, it bothers me. Anyway, so the boys went on... Like, they went on home to uh, Kathleen May, where they told their story. May, the mother, accompanied the three boys. Uh, local children also came by the name of Neil Nunley and Ronnie Shaver. And a West Virginia National Guardsman named Eugene Lemon. All of these names sound made up by this <laughs> point. <laughs> okay, I wrote these notes early. Literally, I wrote these notes less than, like, five hours ago. And I'm, like, I'm two glasses... Two gla- three mm. glasses. Mm. I feel like there's a third um, of wine in, and I don't remember any of these people. So, <laughs> yay. Anyway, so they all went to Fisher Farm. Again. Like Fisher Price, but Fisher Yes, Farm. okay, that's probably why I can't, like, grasp that this is an actual person. Anyway, they went to his farm, which mm-hmm. this poor fucking man... Like, all of these people come into your farm for... Yeah. Yeah. Um, In an effort to locate whatever it was that the boys said that they had seen, Mm -hmm. the group reached the top of the hill where Nunley said that they saw a pulsing red light, and then Lemon said that he aimed a flashlight in that direction and then, quote, momentarily saw a tall, man-like figure with a round red face surrounded by a pointed hood-like shape. Which, we just finished watching WandaVision episode 8, and doesn't that sound like Vision? <laughs> what, not like a pointed hood In thing. his costume, he's got the, the, the little... Oh, like the collar thing. Yeah, yeah. And when I show you a picture of this, this thing, it, it honestly looks like Vision. Mm. <laughs> it's very strange. So, descriptions varied... Um, So we don't know if it was actually Vision or what. Mm -hmm. Um, In an article for Fate magazine based on his tape-recorded interviews, UFO writer Gary Barker described the figure as approximately 10 feet tall. Yeah. With Mm. a round, blood-red face, a large, pointed, quote, hood-like shape. A red cone head. Um, 
Like his head is pointed? No, like like something around his head is pointed, like a headpiece. Oh. Like a like a helmet type object. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe his head is like cone head. Also, that movie freaked me the <laughs> fuck out when I was a child. And my dad loved it for some reason. Like, it made me very uncomfortable. And then I watched it later, and it was like, okay. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's not one of the three movies that really freaked me out. The three movies that really freaked me out. Have I told you this? I don't know. Okay. I don't fuck with Gremlins. Oh, yeah. I don't fuck with Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. And I do not fuck with Planet of the Apes. Yeah. And I love horror movies. Like, they are my favorite, like, genre movies. My fucking hell, my favorite movie is The Shining. Mm-hmm. Second favorite, Silence of the Lambs. But, like, cannot fuck with the science fiction ones that mm-hmm. take, like, things a little step too far. And then Gremlins just really is just really off-putting. Yeah, no, I... No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Like, to this day, I will still not watch Jurassic Park. Like, even the new ones with Chris Pratt, who I love. Like, I will not watch it. And then Planet of the Apes, same thing. I will not watch it. It freaks me out so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. Anyway, back to this. I told you I was going to get off track, like, 10 billion times. Whatever. It's fine. It's Well, damn right yeah. it's fine. That's why we got microphones. <laughs> I'm in a mood. It's a mood. I know you are. I can tell. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so um, how did we get off on? Oh, it's like shape around his head. Maybe it's his head. I don't know. Um, eyes were shaped like a. His eyes were shaped like very very round. Like you know how we kind of have like, like a the circle. Football. Yeah. Yeah, but to the okay. So like if our eyes were turned like vertical, mm-hmm. that's the shape they described his eyes were. Does that make sense? So, our eyeballs are a sphere, but, like, the outside that make it look like they're, like, acorn, not acorns, uh, almonds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but turn the almonds the other way. Yeah. Yeah, like, our whole eye situation mm-hmm. turned vertical. So, he had sideburn eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> what? Like, if you turn their eyeball, eyeballs, the whole oh, eye. Oh, like, not eyebrows. <laughs> like, eyes. Your whole eye situation, not your eyebrows. That's a whole nother no, situation. Leave, leave your eyebrows with where they I are. I don't know if you had eyebrows. We didn't get into that, okay? Jeez. Uh, Fucking hell. How are you supposed to make a sketch uh, if you don't know those eye, eyebrows Anyway, I will, I will help you along on this. <laughs> All right? Anyway, so he had or she, or they, or them, I don't know, had greenish eyes uh, to, like, a greenish-orange kind of situation. Like the color green-orange? <laughs> no. <laughs> the outside was green, and the inside was orange, oh, okay. and it kind of emitted, like, a light. Okay. So, laser beam eyes. Super cool. Super comforting. 10 out of 10 would approach. just, like, flashlight eyes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, and it don't hurt you, but you can emit light. Oh my god. All right. No. Um, not loving this description. (laughs) Um, anyway, so he had, or it had either a dark black or green body. Uh, Kathleen May described the figure as having a small claw-like hands, clothing-like folds in its skin mm-hmm. and a quote head that resembled an ace of spades oh okay so i don't know why it had to be an ace but spade nonetheless 
Isn't that kind of an acorn shape anyway? No. Am I thinking of the wrong card? Yeah, probably. The spade is the one that it's like... <laughs> like, around and then No, up. I'm thinking... That looks like a... That looks like an acorn. Like, upside down acorn. Uh, I mean... Just a little more pointy? I guess so, yeah. Okay. We're gonna go with that to make me happy, okay? Alright. Alright. Anyway, so... Do, do, do. Now, according to now according to the story, when the figure made a hissing sound and glided toward the group, <laughs> Lemon screamed and dropped his flashlight, causing the group to run away. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> okay, but there's like four. Five children, four or five different children, um, a National Guardsman, and then a couple of adults. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Cracks me up. Like, mental picture of this all happening. <laughs> I mean, like, you could take it as, like, the kids don't know that they should be afraid. Like, yeah, that's what I'm picturing. <laughs> like, mom's fucking running. I guess I should be running, too. But I thought Lemon, Lemon's the National Guardsman. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Like, okay. Eugene, what the fuck you doing? You're like, I'm National Guard. <laughs> this is more of a Space Force situation that's not even set up officially yet. Right, so we're going to need, like, Coast Guard or, like, Air Force or, like, something. But good luck with that. Anyway, all right. So the group had said that they had smelled a pungent pungent mist. Mm -hmm. What was the word I couldn't say earlier? Um, Unsettlingly. Yeah, okay. Still can't get on that train, so that's fine. Anyway, I got pungent down. It smelled Mm -hmm. like a pungent mist. And sometime later, they said that they were nauseated. But, like, why are you nauseous sometime later? Yeah. Anyway, so they kind of described it as like a um like a rotten egg kind of mm-hmm. sulfury kind of smell. Um the local sheriff and deputy had been investigating reports of a crashed aircraft in the area. They searched the site of the reported monster but quote saw and heard and smelled nothing. Mm. So, according to Barker's account, the next day, a Lee Stewart Jr. of the Braxton Democrat claimed to discover skid marks in the field and, like, an odd gummy deposit, which were subsequently attributed to UFO enthusiast groups as evidence of a saucer landing. So, this story kind of leans into, like, cryptid slash UFO. Which is how I lean with cryptids. Like, I think that they're either, like, some sort of, like, genetic kind of situation Mm -hmm. gone wrong, or it's aliens. Gotcha. That is, that is my, those are your two theories on what, yeah, what people constitute as cryptids actually being. Yeah, and let me, let me just spiel, spiel about this for a second, because I think that, like, Bigfoot and everything, Mm -hmm. like, if that was real... Like, we would have way more solid evidence. Like, nothing is that good at hiding. Now, if it was in the ocean, I'd have a completely different viewpoint. Because the ocean is fucking massive. And, like, <laughs> we haven't even explored all of that. Mm-hmm. But, like, land-wise, it's just like, really? Yeah. You know? I feel like it's one of those things that, like, 
just keeps people distracted from other things. Yeah, that that's my viewpoint exactly. Like it could have existed some time ago as like like I said, like a genetic mutation mm-hmm. or an alien came to visit and somebody was like, Oh, okay, this is weird. Mm-hmm. Let's write about this. And then everybody else was like, Oh my god, Bigfoot, let's jump on this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean Bigfoot, really that's what you're gonna call it, but Yeah. Come right. on now. That's probably why it left, because that's what we called it. You couldn't come up with something <laughs> better than that. I mean, that. come on, like, Mockman isn't even better. Like, all of the cryptid names are not spectacular. Yeah. So, anyway. All right. Anyway, so UFO enthusiast groups think it is evidence of a UFO. Gotcha. Now, according to former news editor Holt Byrne, I'm going to say it's Byrne, um, Quote, newspaper stories were carried throughout the country. Radio broadcasts were carried on a large network, carried on large networks, and hundreds of phone calls were received from all parts around, like, of the country. The National Press Service rated the story as number 11 for the year, mm. which for like 1950-something, that's kind of a yeah big deal. A minister from Brooklyn came to question the May family, a... Uh, this is like this is how big this gets. So a minister from Brooklyn came to question the family. Then a Pittsburgh paper uh, sent a special reporter, UFO and uh, fourteen, fourteen, fourteen writers like Gary, uh, not Gary, Gray Barker and Ivan T. Sanderson arrived to investigate. So like at the time, these were like big deal. Like motherfuckers the to like, like yeah. report on things like this. Yes, like this is like the Warrens of the UFO encrypted mm-hmm. community, gotcha. if that makes sense. Yes. Um. So, quote: These people were scared, and they were the most scared people I have ever seen. Said a, lo- a local newspaper publisher. Um, in 1952, which is when all of this happened, Stewart himself, which is the reporter mm-hmm. that I mentioned a minute ago had marched up that hill with a shotgun after witnesses told him what they saw. Quote, people don't make that kind of story up that quickly, Stuart then said. Which, maybe? Yeah. But, like, I guess, like, why would you make it up? Publicity and you're bored? Like, there's not a whole lot going on in the middle of nowhere West Virginia in the 50s. Or now. Or now. (laughs) No offense, West Virginia. (laughs) But, like... What? Like Sierra says, there's nothing happening in Ohio. At least not that part that I drive through. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I mean, to be fair, there's not anything happening in my hometown either. Like, (laughs) Oh, but however, there is something popping here every other fucking night. Like yesterday, (laughs) our neighbor got arrested, and that was a whole situation. It's just, it's a very, uh, there's never a dull moment. Good Lord. All right. Anyway, so others doubted this whole story. Um, state police laughed their asses off in hysteria. That is an actual quote. Mm, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, here's another one. Quote, they said the so-called monster had grown from 7 to 17 feet in just 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> that happens. Yeah. It does happen. It happened with Mothman. Um, Gibson, which I keep referencing Mothman because he is also from West Virginia. Like, his origin mm-hmm. is from West Virginia. Um, I would talk about him, but I feel like he's so overdone. Mm. I just, I don't know. Like, so let me know if you guys want me to talk about him. But, like, 
I feel like Mothman's everywhere. You Good know. thing he's not. I'm so glad he's not. <laughs> it reminds me of the magicians. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it definitely does. All right. Anyway, so Gibson doubted too, though, since he sold a thousand of his 12 inch ceramic green monster figurines in just the last two years at $30 a piece. Whoa. What? Um, so he doesn't believe, but he's, he's making bank off of it. Yeah. I don't believe in the in Easter, ugh, quote, I don't believe in the Easter bunny, said Gibson, an insurance agent still working at 81. Um, I don't believe in Santa, and I really don't believe in Flatwoods Monster, but I do want to boost our community. And himself. And himself. Yeah. That's the next part yeah, of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, after investigating, inve- after investigating, maybe we'll get there? Probably. Uh, sure. Uh, the case in 2000, Joel Nickel, which, okay, again, made up, of the Committee for Skeptical... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically, they all are, right? (laughs) So there is that. Yes. All right. Anyway, so he was on the committee for for skeptical inquiry. Inquiry. What the fuck is my problem today? Well, what is... They have a whole committee for that? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That sounds like a waste of taxpayer money. (laughs) I mean... Okay. All right. So they concluded that the bright light in the sky reported by witnesses on September 12th was most likely a meteor. At least they didn't say weather balloon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, That the pulsating red light was likely an aircraft navigation slash hazard beacon and that the creature described by witnesses closely resembled an owl. So a seven foot (laughs) or ten foot or 17-foot creature is an owl. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, and I can't help... Sounds but, good to me. Goodbye. And, like, I can't help <laughs> but, like, laugh my way through this. Like, I know I just, like, continue to laugh, mm-hmm. but, like, the, the explanations that people put in there. Is it, like, one person's job to come up with, like, the list of things that people can use? Like... To blame to explain something away. Yeah. yeah. So, like, one person just sits down there in the bottom of the FBI building <laughs> and just, like, has, like... No, 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 no. Okay, so you know, like, that game that we played as children is, like, somebody would tell a story and, like, you would fill in the next word and uh-huh. so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. like that's what this is. <laughs> <laughs> and at the top of the story is always a fucking weather balloon. Oh, my god. Or, like, a testing gone wrong. No, that's the end. That's how it ends every time. <laughs> Every time it ends up, uh, it was a weather balloon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Every single time. Probably. Okay. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Nicole suggested that witnesses' perceptions were distorted by the, their heightened state of anxiety. Uh, Nichols- they weren't anxious until they saw the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Nichols goes on to conclude and, like, goes on to like say all the shit you know of course it's it's an owl sure uh-huh. um and nickel's conclusions are shared by a number of other investigators including those of the air force well duh <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> or sure tell us something we don't know yeah 
Um, the night of September 12th sighting, uh, a meteor had been observed across three states, Maryland, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia, which they're not like, they're not like that close. Yeah, sure. If you're coming from like the right. Yeah. 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 Okay. We'll go with that. Um, according to Nickel, three flashing red aircraft beacons were also visible from the area of sightings, which could have accounted for the descriptions of pulsating red light and a red tint on the face of the, I'm sorry, which could account for the descriptions of a pulsating red light and a red tint on the face of the supposed monster. But again, like, they would have to be really close, Yeah, and like, common fucking sense. Like, I'm a National Guardsman. Well, I just, I feel like he's just... He's like the outlier. Yeah, I just don't, I, I don't know about him. But, yeah. like, I can't imagine, I can't see, like, the flashing light of, like, an airplane being bright enough to cast a reflection on something. Because yeah. you would have to be, like, literally right there. Because it's not like it's a giant light. No. You know, it's, like, of all the lights it could be, it could it's pretty small. Yeah. So, I just, that doesn't, um, that doesn't work for me. That's going to be a no-go. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> Nickel goes on to conclude that the shape, movement, and sounds reported by witnesses were also consistent with the silhouette uh, and flight pattern slash call pattern of the of a startled barn owl which these things are pretty good size but like not in that kind of not in like a i'm shining my flashlight on you oh yeah that's not an owl yeah like so this led researchers to conclude that foliage beneath the owl may have created an illusion of the lower portions of the creature described as being mm-hmm. like a pleated green skirt. Mm-hmm. Um, researchers also concluded that witnesses' inability to agree on whether the creature had arms co- um, combined with Kathleen's May- Kathleen May's report of it having small claw-like hands, um, which extended in front of it mm-hmm. also matched the description of the barn owl uh, with like towel t- towels talons oh. <laughs> taking a bath are we yeah. all right whatever um like gripping gripping on mm-hmm. a tree branch yeah so according to another skeptic ryan hopped hopped i don't really fucking care at this point even though a local boy max lockard admitted he had driven to the site uh quote hoping to see something in his chevy truck uh, paranormal investigators concluded that the tracks and oily residue and bits of rubbery substance th- that had been left behind mm-hmm. were that of the creature and not the truck. So, um, I mean, it is in their best interest to do so, but okay. Yeah. Now, uh, to explain away the nausea that people felt, um, Hop says that it is consistent with hysteria and overexertion. I mean, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of um, the Sherlock Holmes and the Baskervilles. Yeah. That's what it reminds me of. Yeah. Yeah. So that is the case. Oh, that's it? That's it. That's, that's it. That's what I got. But. Okay. So since this was such a short one and I don't really feel like like ready to stop talking anytime mm-hmm. soon, I have another cryptic case for you. 
Oh, you get two. Yes. And um, and it is the case of the Walgreen. <laughs> oh. I'm going to call it the Walgreen, but I'm pretty sure it's the Walgreen because it's only oh. got one E. Oh. Um, Lake Monster, <laughs> also known as the Al Kali. Alkali Lake Monster and the oh, gi- yeah okay. yeah <laughs> um the Giganticus <laughs> now that's made up yeah um <laughs> I can't even say the last part the gigantic gig- I've been drinking I can tell <laughs> at this point gigant nope we're just gonna skip over it y'all are gonna have to Google it you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, it is a cryptid, and this is this is a little bit different than the last cryptid because mm-hmm. I am I am on the strong belief that that cryptid is real. Like it was something fucked that they saw. Like mm-hmm. whether it be aliens or like some weird genetic mutation. Mm-hmm. But this one's a little bit different. Okay. And I kind of love this one because it's <laughs> a little bit different. All right. So anyway, this cryptid is of varying descriptions, um, and it was reported in Walgreen, Walgreen Lake near Hay Springs, Nebraska. Lake Walgreen is a 50-acre lake located in Sheridan County near Hay Springs, um, as I said. They, <laughs> I, I hate how I repeat myself in my notes because like I'm, I like move on from that last two words within a second mm-hmm. and then I'm sitting here I'm like, I just said that. Mm-hmm. So it has a very like, um, staggered, not staggered. What's the word? What's, what's the word for sporadic? No, maybe it is sporadic. No, I don't know. Anyway, there there's a there's a bunch of mythology of lake monsters sprinkled into this town's history. Uh, so, like a What's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, yeah, thank you. The Lake Walgren monster has been variously described as a very large catfish, um a large mud puppy, which is something I need to know what it is. Like like another fish or probably. Is it like a hush puppy? No. <laughs> Before it becomes a hot tub. <laughs> oh my god, that was so dumb. <laughs> I can't breathe. <laughs> oh. I have tears. Okay, that was so dumb, and I don't know why I lost it. Okay. You're welcome. Yeah. All right, so a mud puppy. Um, (laughs) Nope. All right. Or it has even been described as a giant horned alligator-like beast that devours livestock and waterfowl. Its size has varied like the... Mm-hmm. The other one. What was it? I don't even remember what it was called, though. Okay, like the Flatwoods Monster. Um, it's, quote, size of a yearling steer to a two-foot broad or 10 or 12-foot long. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. One report said that it spouted water like a whale. Sometimes I wish I could do that. <laughs> what? <laughs> 
kind of can. This whole they... last part of this episode is just me falling down a hole. <laughs> like you kind of can, like when you like accidentally spread out your nose. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you wait to say that right I, as I drink I wine? I didn't mean it. I was not like who was just drinking. Like you're gonna like no, that was not like intentional. But um. What if you could just, like, somebody, some annoying person's just talking to you, you just... But don't you need to have water already in, like, doesn't a whale, like, inhale it through his mouth and then it comes out the blowhole? I mean, you're 80% water anyway, so, like, just... What if it was just blood? No. (laughs) I feel like that would get, like, the perfect response to, like, that creepy dude telling you you'd be so much pretty if you smiled. (laughs) You just spraying with blood. Yeah. Isn't there like a lizard that does that? Uh, I feel I'd like there's a lizard that does that. Could be. Could be. If I'm not mistaken, there's some weird animal out there that does that. I feel like there's probably. Any, we are so fucking off topic right now. No, uh, animals, weird <laughs> animals. This is we're totally on topic right now. <laughs> okay, all right. So the first official reports appeared in the Hay Springs News in 1921. At first glance, Hay Springs might be the last place anyone would go in search of lore. Um, it is a town that holds over 500 people, like just barely. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, we have over 500. It's like 502. <laughs> Calm down there, babe. <laughs> a handful of restaurants, a half a dozen churches, and a K through 12 school that claims the hawk as its mascot. So, like, baby popping. Yeah, with all those restaurants. <laughs> like, we have, like, 600 people, and we don't have a handful of restaurants. Not not where we live now, where Sierra's from. Yeah. Where we live now, there's so many fucking restaurants, it's hard for us to decide. And there's also a bunch of churches. There's a bunch of churches. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, most of them are closed now, but... At one point in time, they were... I always thought it would be really cool to live in an old church. Mm. But there was that one on Zillow that had the That was gym. in Montana. Oh, mm. That one wasn't in Maine. Yeah, but that was That one was pretty cool, yeah. That's why I liked it so much. Because ever since I was little, I've always wanted to live in a church. Mm. I haven't. Mostly because I feel like they're haunted. Oh. Because, like, there do be dead people in them. Yeah. <laughs> Temporarily for funerals. <laughs> the look Sierra just gave me. <laughs> okay, anyway, so um not not a not a poppin' town. <laughs> okay. You know? Yeah. Um so if you travel south of the school, however, and one would run into what the residents call Nebraska's most mysterious body of water. Which <laughs> and who says that? Okay. Only Nebraskans? Only people from Hay Springs. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> We're going to go with that. Yeah. Um, a 300 foot long dragon like beast that opens its gig- not gigantic, gargantuan. Oh. Is what one reporter describes wow. it as. Um, mouth and lets out a roar. Roar? 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 Sure. Um, Wait, isn't it an alligator? <laughs> I don't know. It was as big as a. Supposedly. It was as big as a um, yearling steer, which I have no idea what the fuck that is. Um, a steer, the like a boy cow that's a year old. 
Oh, I thought it was a deer. Okay, cool. A cow? Yeah. Oh. A cow. How big is that? Like dog-wise. Like at least ten of Maggie. Like Luna. Oh. Quincy. And oh Luna? no, bigger than Quincy and Luna. Oh okay. A yearling steer? Yeah. Holy fucking shit, Batman. All right. Anyway. Like. Mm, maybe like. Quincy and Luna, for reference, are Great Danes. Approximately as like as tall as me, or maybe a little bit like shorter. And you're about five two. Yeah. Okay. Around that height. Yeah. Okay. Like with their head up, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like if they're like looking you in the eyes, staring you down. Well, they would have to look up for you. <laughs> I I am a good bit taller than Sierra. Or you have to stand a little farther farther away. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. So, oh my god. Okay. All right. I want to pet it. Um. Anyway. So, um. His steps quote are big and thunderous, but slow. Uh. Reed wrote, and when he wags. Wait. Let's pause because I think it's like. I'm trying to remember. Because I had my cow for like six, for, it was like six months old and it was like 500 pounds. So it was probably like a thousand pounds or more. The cow. Sorry. A regular cow? The yearling cow. A cow that's only a year old? Yeah. Holy, that's as much as my car weighs. Okay. But yeah, because I, <laughs> just like I'm thinking like we had ours for probably... Not even six, like five, six months, and it was like 500 pounds. So a year, it would probably be like 1,000, 1,200, somewhere in there. I'm learning I just way be... more about cows than I thought I would this episode, so this is very... Someone's probably going to be like, you're totally off, but like, I, I'm pretty sure that... <laughs> you need to ask your mom. <laughs> she would know, and she would be like, why don't you know, which is how it always ends up being, because like... I feel like I know lots of things about farm things, and then I don't know anything. To so. be fair, you do not any longer live on a farm. So. Right, but like I just feel like I'm, it was a missed opportunity. I should have learned a lot more, but I didn't. I mean, we have another chance. So. Okay, anyway, so Sorry. one reporter <laughs> wrote that his steps are big and thunderous, but slow. Um, Thunder thighs. <laughs> oh my god. Um, and when he wags his powerful tail, so now he has a tail. Uh-huh. Um, well, cows have tails. Yes, I know. And um, okay, but okay, you're comparing it to a cow. It doesn't look like a cow. It's as big as a cow. It doesn't look like a cow. Oh, it looks like a crocodile. Probably, or a catfish. Or a mud puppy. That's what I'm saying. This is why I love this one so much because it's so fucking convoluted that it just, this is like, this is what goes on inside my brain. Like these people describing what this thing could possibly look like is what I, like, is my thought process on a daily basis. But I I guess like, I think about Emmett, like a giant. Okay, can I just get on with it? Sorry. (laughs) I'm like not even two paragraphs in right now. That's okay. Okay, I'm like mid-sentence on this one. All right, anyway, he has a powerful tail. And the ground shakes so hard that sand hillers become seasick, which I don't know what sand hillers are, but that was what one of the reporters wrote. 
Okay. So, yeah, I don't know anything about that. (laughs) Moving on. This is so, so in-depth. Such a, such a great research. Like, knocking it out. Whatever. Um, I have to scroll back down. So, over a dozen Hay Spring news articles mentioned sightings of the beast can be found in the Hay Springs Sentinel? Sentinel? Centennial? No, Centennial. There we go. Book. The earliest dating back to 1921. Uh, The first few stories refer to the monster as a mermaid or gray whale. Mm -hmm. So, not a cow. (laughs) Cows of the sea. (laughs) Isn't that a normal? No, that's not a normal. A manatee. A manatee. Um, Oh, my God. I still... Okay, have I told this before about the narwhal? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I have on here. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Okay. If I haven't, um, one of my art teachers in like my sen- my junior year or senior year of high school did not believe that narwhals existed. And my entire class, like, cause I built a sculpture mm-hmm. that looked like a narwhal and she was like, the assignment was real animals. And the entire class like Googled images of narwhals and like pulled up documentary, had a narwhal in it. It was a whole situation that my stepmom had to come up there and have a talk with the teacher. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was super I fun. told my friend Zoe that, um, about that story basically. And she yeah. was like, what? Like <laughs> she was so bad. I was like, how could a teacher not know that a narwhal existed? And my friend Zoe had like this stuffed narwhal and she's like, it doesn't exactly look like this, but it's good enough or something. <laughs> So They're really this narwhals are adorable, but like, what? I mean, I guess because like unicorns aren't real, mm-hmm. but like, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's a whole situation. Anyway, that's public school education for you, right there. Mm. Middle of nowhere, Georgia public school education. Let me be very clear on that. I mean, I guess maybe she was like, no, that's a little, that's a little too. <laughs> A little too harsh, I guess. Maybe so. <laughs> no, this yeah. lady was a full-on bitch, so it's totally <laughs> fine. Total, every okay. Let me let me get on this rant because you've gotten me here now. So every single time I would per, like bring in a sculpture because that was the class was sculpting and we had to use like different ways like that weren't mm-hmm. clay or anything like unusual materials. Every single time I would bring in one of my sculptures, she thought that one of my parents did it. Or, like, she would... Why did she... I don't understand why she thought a parent would be any better at art than somebody else. Yeah, especially my parents, who were like, we're not doing your fucking project. Like, what? And as much of a perfectionist as I am, I'm not letting somebody else do mm-hmm. my project. So, it was a whole situation. It was, it was a terrible felt like time. like her dreams were crushed. Yeah, so she just tried to crush all of uh-huh. mine, pretty much. She found herself working in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> It's the absolute middle of nowhere, Georgia. Okay. I don't know. Back to this middle of nowhere, Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Um, so, That's mermaid or gray whale, um, mm-hmm. mentioning that the creature had a 20-foot body span. Okay. Yes. Um, far smaller than Reed's estimations, which is another reporter that I had mentioned earlier. Um, they had the ability to spout water about 10 to 12 feet in the air. The possibility of Nebraska's own monster became such a popular subject in the news during the subsequent, uh, subsequent, subsequent, mm-hmm. the 
in the news during the subsequent few years as Hayspring News gave the beast its title of Walgren Lake Monster. An article written on August 11, 1922, names six town people who had stepped forward to say that they had seen the monster firsthand. Quote, there seems to be no further doubt in the face of the recent report made by several of our most reliable citizens. Uh-huh. So, straight white males. Mm-hmm. Read the article. One witness of the late Wa- Lake Walgren monster was William Hagerdorn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Again, it sounds fake. Like... <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm calling this, the case of the fake names, um, was quoted in 1922 uh, Hay Springs News article saying, there is something there, and it is very large. Say <laughs> <laughs> something Donald Trump would say. Yeah, basically, yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. He goes on to say, <laughs> or it could not splash the water as it did. <laughs> what? <laughs> right? All right. Um, by 1923, the town toyed with the idea of launching a full-fledged investigation of the lake to discover what lurked beneath the surface. A Hay Spring News article written that year said the possibility of the inquiry dropped after the landowners asked for $4,000 to lease the lake, which is in 1923, so that's a hell of a lot of money because that's during the Great Depression. Mm-hmm. So... Everybody was on board. I mean, everybody else was trying to make money off of it. I mean, why wouldn't yeah. they want to try yeah. to make money off of it? So. Yeah, exactly. So a price too high for the Hay Springs Investigation Association, which uh, is a whole fucking mouthful. Why do they have to have a whole association? I don't fucking know. I need a drink after saying that. I mean, what kinds of things do they investigate? The fuck if I know. <laughs> I just think it's like one of those busybody committees. Mm-hmm. Like they don't want to know everybody's There's a whole business. bunch of Karens. Hmm. Yeah. So in an article on September 16th, the headline was, quote, if it isn't a whale, it's a whaler of an animal. <laughs> <laughs> Another article that followed along on October 21st discussed a proposed seeming to catch the monster but, quote, game officials did not think that they had a large enough, um, like, capturing yeah, mechanism. To, yeah, to hold him. So the undertaking had been delayed indefinitely, which, bold choice. Get some welders out there and make a bigger case. <laughs> <laughs> um, another headline, which I, I meant to put in earlier on uh, August 11th, 1922, they, the headline read, The Huge Water Animal Again Seen on Surface. Which, like, okay, sure. So they're trying to make their own Nessie. Yes, basically, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Omaha World Herald picked the story up in 1923 when a man named J.A. Johnson claimed he and his friends saw a water monster, quote, 40 feet long, dull gray slash brown in color, with a horn-like object between its eyes and nostrils, which just sounds fizzucked. Um, They said it looked similar to an alligator, but was bigger and heavier than an alligator. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, when the creature noticed the men, it emitted a dreadful war- roar. Why can't I say that? Roar? That's a hard word. Sure. Um, okay. A dreadful roar. It emitted- roar. No. It emitted a dreadful roar. There we go. Mm-hmm. Um, thrashed its tail about and dove under the water. Following the World Herald's coverage of the story, it was picked up by another local newspaper and then several other, like, nationwide newspapers, mm-hmm. um, including the London Times, so... Across. International. Yeah. Um, by far the most vivid picture of actions and features of the medieval monster, which for three years has been terrifying natives of the vis- the vis- vicinity. In the vicinity... Of Wagren Lake, near the small town of Hay Springs, Nebraska, was received by our Omaha, Nebraska correspondent today, which is like one of the little pamphlets in the London Times. Mm-hmm. Um, also, pamphlet is such a fun word. Yeah, it's like it's also it, it kind of flows with my favorite word, pergola. They just both have such pamphlet. a pamphlet. Yeah, it's just such pergola. a fun word. <laughs> 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 this whole second half of the episode. Pergola. Pergola. <laughs> I need to like write that word down on a sticky note and just put it in my office so that anytime I just like something terrible happens, I can just look at the word and be like <laughs> It's just the best word. I don't understand why it's so great. I just love that word so much. I think it's like how you say it. Pergola. Like pergola. <laughs> pergola. You just have to like emphasize it because uh-huh. it's just such a fun word. It's like pergola. And it's like <laughs> what? No. Burgle. Don't ruin it. <laughs> yeah. That's like how you can't say bubbles without like <laughs> smiling about it. Um, bubbles. Bubbles. Anyway. Okay. Back back to here. Uh, stop. <laughs> okay. So now how did the London Times. I swear to God. Don't make me do it again. Don't make me lose it. I'm sorry. I'm trying not to. All right. Okay. Let me, let me finish. London Times. Okay, but how did the London Times hear about this story? Um, the same way the other newspapers did. The story was fed to them by Nebraskan John G. Maher, whose skill was creating hoaxes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, his skill was so largely and legendary as the hoaxes themselves. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. So, historian Louise Pound writes about his schemes in a December 1952 Nebraska history article. The article is ti- titled, The John G. Maher Hoaxes. So, like, mm-hmm. not just like a subtle dude. Like, yeah. Maher was a successful newspaperman, businessman, politician, which, mm. no fucking surprise, and veteran. Most of his success as a newspaperman resulted from his habit of creating and maintaining sensational stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He created a fake petrified man out of cement using a buffalo soldier from Fort Robinson as a model. Yeah. 
Um, then he planted it for archaeologists to find near Chadron, which is a town in Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Uh, the quote man was pronounced genuine, and the exhibit through and exhibited throughout the country. So wow, yeah. Um, Mayor also sank bags of soda in boiling springs near Chadron to produce soda springs with healing properties and convinced some western Nebraskans that the British Navy was traveling up the Mississippi and Missouri rivers to enact vengeance on the Irish immigrants (laughs) for their support of the Irish Republic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... Because the United States government and military would totally let that happen. 110%. So, the Walkman Lake Monster was Mayor's longest-lasting hoax. Some Mm. parts of the story have faded while others have grown. Um, Pound's article includes a 1925 telegram from the Omaha World Herald that reads, quote, Have a tip that Bruce Hewitt and Jay Nays of Rushville solved the Hayes Spring Lake mystery by finding a mermaid frozen in the ice of the lake. Wire 300 word story of if above is correct. Also Rush photo of mermaid. Yeah. Even though the mermaid idea didn't stick and the giant sea serpent flourished, Mare was still finding ways to keep his story alive three years after the first story appeared in the Hay Spring News. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. And that is officially the end of my cases. Mm. Mm. So one definite hoax and one was probably aliens. We were like a really genetically fucked dude. Hmm. And by dude, I mean like guy, girl, or they or them. Yes. Humanoid. Yes. All right then. Interesting. Yeah. I haven't done a cryptid. Mm mm. So something cool. Mm-hmm. And I hate the number 27. Like it's just not fun in any mm. way. So I needed to make this fun for me. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Because of all, because it's basically all just threes. Basically, yeah, and threes are the worst. So, all right, Sierra, plug all the things. Mags is over this. She's already stretched twice inside once. So mm-hmm. we're riding on thin fucking ice here, man. <laughs> all right, so we're posting the dolls. <laughs> A yeah. picture of the dolls of the so. little people, the Fisher Price little people dolls, which is their actual name. I'm not right. It's Unfortunate that that's just the way it goes. Yeah. Um, and all that stuff you can find on our Instagram. Yes. Slash Facebook. Yes. Um, or you can visit our blog, paranormalpodcast.com forward slash blog, or just go to the website and then click on the thing where it says blog and then it can go. Do there. that, the wonders of the web. <laughs> While you're on there, you can send us. Uh, a message. You would have like a little contact us. Yeah, thing. let me know if you want to actually hear me talk about Mothman. Because mm. I don't know. I don't know either. I've been watching. Okay, I don't know if I've said this, but I've been rewatching X Files, mm-hmm. and which is why I did my makeup the way I did today because I've been watching too much of it, and I was like, Dana Scully's eyeshadow is to die for, so mm. let me do this. <laughs> um, but they had a Mothman episode, like Mothman adjacent episode, mm-hmm. so I was like, mm, do I want to do this? Which led me to the um, Fullwood mm-hmm. uh, 
monster yeah ordeal thing um so yeah just we'll see about that one yeah let us know um i'm not sure how i feel about it yeah same but anyways so uh what else is there oh you can send us something in the mail do it (laughs) our um address is p.o box 1416 monroe north carolina 28111 three ones yeah ones and uh our gmail is paranormalpodcast oh, yeah. at gmail.com yep so paranormal yeah you can send us <laughs> mail through the internet if you wish i'm doing great you really are rocking it and then follow us or not follow us um be so wonderful and join our patreon the patreon is going to get a makeover real soon sierra and i have been discussing some really mm-hmm. fun things that we're not going to talk about right now um, Darn it anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, but yeah, check that out. And then let us know if you have anything you want us to do on Patreon. Cause yeah, if you guys have any cool ideas, anything of the such, anything you would like to see, um, let us know. So Sierra told me that her, one of her coworkers has started listening. And um, it makes me very nervous when I haven't met someone and they <laughs> listen to the podcast first. And Sierra already, already knows them because, like, that's their first impression of me. And it just, it's, just, it's just interesting. Well, they did say they're very interested in meeting you. So. Which makes me very unsettled. <laughs> like, oh, God. I mean... That's all the people who like again. Um, oh God! <laughs> like it just. But you're such an extrovert. The fuck I am. <laughs> I am not. Mm. I am not. If either one of us is an extrovert, mm. it's your ass. <laughs> not happening. I am. I am an extrovert when it is like, like I will never see these people again mm. ever. Like. I am I am great at talking to my clients, like, no problem. And if, like, something needs to get done and, like, we are, like, out shopping or something and mm-hmm. some bitch is blocking our way, like, I got this. <laughs> but, like, if I'm going to have, like, lasting interactions with these people, <laughs> like, full-on shut down, <laughs> like, I don't know what the fuck to do, like, no, no, yeah. no, nope. Mm-mm. So... All right. Anyway, that got way off topic. Again, you're welcome. I think that's everything, probably. Yeah, we will be back next week. Sure. And, uh... Goodbye!